Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode on the Don't Do What You're Told podcast. Guys, we have a very, very exciting episode coming to you this way. We have a very special guest with us. This person my mom introduced me to. This is the first time I'm ever meeting her. She seems super cool already. I love the vibes (laughs) I'm getting. And from what I have seen, she definitely lives an unconventional life. So I feel like there's no one better to talk to about this topic because we talk a lot about unconventional living on this podcast than the person that we have today. So, Tiffany, would you like to introduce yourself (laughs) a little bit? Sure. My name is Tiffany Houchins. Um, I'm the owner of Woodbury Wellness, which is a wellness space. And then I have my own private acupuncture practice in that, under that umbrella. So, um... I'm kind of a jack of all trades. I'm kind of the janitor. And okay. then I also <laughs> have my practice. And I I do um, a lot of sports acupuncture, a lot of orthopedic acupuncture. But then we also, you know, love to layer in all of the woo-woo. And sometimes I bring in sound healing. And sometimes I bring in Reiki. And it really depends on how somebody shows up. So yeah. I have a lot of fun here. Do you <laughs> bring, are you the one who brings the sound baths to the barn? I am not, but I attend the sound baths in the barn and they're absolutely amazing. Okay. I love those things. I have never tried one. I've been kind of interested in just checking it out. Cause I mean, like what's the it's harm it could right do? in your backyard. I definitely go. <laughs> yeah. So you have your own practice and I actually have a few listeners who are starting their own practice kind of as side jobs. Maybe they want to take it up full time. Like my friend Mia, she does eyelashes and that kind of stuff. So is there any advice that you would give to people? Cause I know starting your own thing is very difficult, especially at the beginning. So like, is there anything in particular that you had a rough time doing that you would um, <laughs> give someone else advice for if they had to do it? Um, you know, I think having a passion for what it is that you want to do is huge because there's a lot of stuff that you're not going to enjoy. So if the key thing that you're focused on is not like something that you just love, everything else is going to be extra layer of wearing on you. And it's a lot of stuff, you know, like you were saying, uh, before we started how much you've learned about all the recording equipment. Um, for me, it was like website design. I mean, I never thought about that when I was thinking about becoming an acupuncturist. (laughs) So, um, you know, it's just being flexible and being able to call on people for help and being able to sit down and, and actually watch the YouTube videos like you're talking about doing or finding somebody that knows how to do something, um, I think is huge, but you know, just wait in gently. Don't take it all in one bite. Yeah. Yeah. I piece it out. Speaking (laughs) about the website part of it, I'm still currently struggling with that. I have to get mine up and running soon because my mom is making me. But (laughs) that being said, so this podcast, we talk a lot about mindsets, but we also kind of discuss living an unconventional life. And the whole reason for doing this podcast was to interview people because I don't really know what I want to do in life, but I know I don't want to take a conventional route. And I know a lot of other people are also kind of struggling with the same thing. So I figured they could get some advice through this as well. So can you tell us a little about how you think that you live an unconventional life or what parts of your life are rather unconventional? Yeah, I think it's it's funny. I think I think of it more as, you know, if somebody looked at me from the outside uh, I've got two kids. I live in a pretty conventional house. You know, my kids go to public school. We have dogs, you know. Yeah. Um, I like to garden, but it's not like I'm, I'm, 
you know, sustainably farming or something out in the woods. Yeah. So in that, in terms of that, I have a little bit of a probably conventional life from the outside looking in, but how I got here and kind of how I live my life um, behind that scene, if you will, is probably a lot different than some other people that arrived to it. So for me, uh, I really, really went for what I thought was my dream, which sounds like maybe you had a similar experience. Yeah. Um, and I just... It, when I got there, it wasn't what I thought it was. I can relate. That's <laughs> right? a hard pill to swallow, too. It is, because if you've built this thing up and you're like, oh, my gosh, if I can just do that, and then you're doing it and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, this isn't at all what I yeah. thought it was going to be. Holy shit, what do I do now? Yeah. You know? Um, I think that it can kind of like sometimes almost knock the air out of you, you know, 100% like hit on the field. If you're playing a sport and you, you know, you literally like can't breathe. You're like stunned for a second. Yeah. That's what it feels like. And then it's hard to know what direction to step in. And, um, you know, I don't know if this might be the question you're asking, but I feel like, especially for you guys, but I remember having conversations when I was in college, I'm 46. So when I was, you know, 20, 21, and I was having conversations with my friends, it was a lot of like, all of these things that our parents did, you know, like you would, you do this, and then you got this, and then you did this, and you got a job, and you had a pension, and like life was good, and like you could make a decent living, didn't really feel like they applied, you know? And I was like, oh, my God, how do I do this? Like, how do I make a living and have health insurance and have enough money to go enjoy my life, (laughs) you know? Um, And I think, you know, it was kind of from that place that it was just, it was almost by necessity, kind of where you are now, you know, that I was forced to explore, okay, so this was your dream. This is what you thought that you wanted to do or what you thought life was going to look like. And now it's shattered into a million pieces. So what are you going to do? You yeah. know? Yeah. And um, I spent uh, some parts of my life, like you're kind of talking about, just piecing different things that I was doing together because there wasn't this one thing that was really speaking to me. I didn't know what that one thing was, but I knew what parts of it were. Okay. So for me, parts of it were purpose you know, having a purpose was a it has always been a big driver for me. Um, but also flexibility and freedom because I did need to explore. <laughs> <laughs> all me, all me. You're you're basically calling me out here. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, I think that's an important thing to say is you're not alone. Yeah. You know, I think everybody does go through this in their own way because it's impossible to know what something's gonna look like until you get there. Yeah, and. Um, I- I think that's why it's so important to talk to people like you as well, because nowadays I understand that it's a lot more popular in general for people to be in the wellness business. But like Mm -hmm. when you were starting out, it wasn't like you had people to really like (laughs) lean on and you kind of had to figure things out on your own. And that's like really daunting to go through. It is. I, I mean, it's it's daunting in one way, right? And it's also exciting. And I think that's anything in life that's worthwhile is it's two side. you know, there's two sides to the coin. One side is, oh my fucking God, what am I doing? Yeah. And the other side is like, holy shit, I've never been so excited to do something before. Exactly. You know? Yeah, I completely understand. And that, 
those are little candles i feel like that start to light the path right like your path whatever that path is and it can be really hard when you don't know it and you're not sure and you start to take those first steps and everyone around you is questioning you know what are you doing you know what are you doing acupuncture like that's stupid dude what are you doing you know not not only that but i'm definitely (laughs) a person who I'm trying to work on this, but I care a lot about what people think, like a little too much. Mm. And so I think when I was telling my friends back at school, like, hey, I'm not coming back next semester. I don't know what I'm doing. I kind of have a sense of what I'm doing, but I'm just kind of like free falling at this point and figuring out as I go. I was just so afraid of everyone looking at me as like a failure or like, oh, she's dropping out. She's never going to make it in life. Sure. Like the labels, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I've, I now fall under this label. Yeah. And the reality is you may have given somebody else permission that was thinking about doing the same thing, right? Yeah. Or yeah. something similar to jump off, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so since you were just kind of like, on your own and trying to figure things out as you went I think who you were and who I am I think we are we were and are very much in similar positions yeah when you were going through this did you have people that you could reach out to who were like already in acupuncture like did you find mentors within your (laughs) field or people who were doing similar things like how were you able to grow and learn into the business that you were creating yeah for me it's really strange um like I said, at, at this point in my life, I was just really kind of exploring. So to back up for a minute, I, I had always I'd idolized Jane Goodall, like growing up as ever since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this is neither here nor there, but I had always been a vegetarian. This was during a time that nobody was a vegetarian. And it was because I felt so strongly about animal rights. Mm-hmm. And I always felt very connected to animals. And so... I really wanted to, I wanted to be her, first of all, because yeah. she's amazing. Um, but I really wanted to do something to help animals in the world. And and I felt like that was my purpose, my calling, was to make a difference, right? Like, yeah. before I die, I want to make a difference. So I really charted head on in that direction, like had... Uh, environmental groups I started in college, whatever, got invited to this... Uh, global Youth Summit that was um, basically Jane Goodall has an environmental group that she created called Roots and Shoots. And so this was a global summit for Roots and Shoots. And she chose like 60 kids from around the world to attend. And I was lucky enough to be one of those 60. Wow. And when I got there the first night, we had a big bonfire circle. And um Chickis, who was uh, a shaman from the Kiwat tribe on the West Coast, was there, and he had passed a talking stick around to everyone. And as everybody started to share their stories, like what you would think was like this pinnacle of like, oh my God, here I am with like Jane Goodall at yeah. a fire. Um, everybody was breaking down and crying about how alone they felt in caring. Wow. Right? That's that's amazing. Yeah. And it was for me, it was very eye opening because I felt very similar. Like, you know, I felt this passionate charge um, that I couldn't, you know, I couldn't ignore it. It was a part of me, but I felt very alone often in that in, in a world that I felt was 
very callous and uncaring often you know what I mean you just didn't have people that you could relate to on the subject yeah or like I could relate to a little bit but not to the degree that I was feeling in my heart right and Mm -hmm. in my belly fire and so to sit around uh, a circle with 59 other kids my age was both you know very humbling um and saddening in a way to bear witness to that, but it was also a wake up call for me that like I'm not alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And these are these are fifty nine people from other countries, others you know, other places, and we all we all give a shit. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm not alone. Like this is awesome. Yeah. So it was both this kind of like breaking down, but building up at the same time. And ultimately that experience, and I don't really need to, you know, I can talk about it if you want me to, but that's what led me to kind of connecting with them and ultimately working with them for a little while. But that ultimately didn't end up being what I thought it was going to be. And yeah. so that that's really what led me down this path. So when you talk about, you know, going into acupuncture and feeling alone and not having that path kind of carved out because I didn't grow up with acupuncturists, I'm, I'm not... Um, of Eastern descent. I have no one in my family that had any kind of training in Eastern medicine. Uh, But I knew that if there was already this community out there that existed in, say, um, a healing format of some nature, that those were all around me. And I really was about tapping into where I needed to go to learn what I needed to learn to be able to do this. You know? Wow. Yeah. yeah. I think that's also really cool because I think your story about Jane Goodall and just like wanting to be her and all and like just idolizing her. I think that also can kind of go hand in hand with you may have indirectly manifested going to that camp and like being a part of something that she is also a part of. And like, aren't you a part of her organization as well? I so I worked for Jane Goodall organization. So Holy that's crap. Well, <laughs> Jane Goodall Institute. Jane Goodall Institute and so under that she has all of these different things that she does because I don't know she just like is so dedicated right yeah. but she literally has kind of the direct things that she does for chimpanzees and all of her sanctuaries in Africa but then she has this edu- educational program called Roots and Shoots so Roots and Shoots is something that I still do with my kids oh okay <laughs> but anybody can form a Roots and Shoots group and you basically do projects that are care and concern for the environment care and concern for animals and care and concern for um, the people so in your community so you can either do one big project or three a year but uh I was the national coordinator for that wow. program while I worked for her. Yeah. Wow. For those who may not know who she is, if you don't know who she is, I'm a little <laughs> weary, but can you explain who Jane Goodall is? Sure. It'll probably ring a bell once you explain it. Yes. She is um, an amazing animal behaviorist. Uh, she is Dr. Jane Goodall, I should say. She is now Dr. Jane Goodall. And <laughs> she, when she was in her 20s, um, a man named Louis Leakey uh, gave her a grant to go study chimpanzees in uh, Tanzania by herself. Uh, and her mom actually went with her because they wouldn't let her go by herself. But she is the woman that actually discovered that chimpanzees make and use tools just like people do. So that was the first documented um, scientific 
scientifically based, uh, evidentially based uh, research that showed that we weren't we weren't the only ones in this world, you know, in this vast world that make and use tools. I personally also find that fascinating too, just because last semester I took an anthropology biology class, yes. and so like I learned all about her and the whole chimpanzees and like how they're directly related to humans and all that kind of stuff. So yes. I learned about it. So I just thought it was like kind of applicable for the scenario. Yeah. But, but yeah. And I, then, you know, Lewis Leakey too, because he was yeah. the anthropologist that, yeah, that gave her that grant. So yeah, it is, it's really amazing. And she really did like live in the forest. She lived with the chimpanzees. That's uh, crazy. Was very much immersed. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And again, completely an unknown for somebody of her time right like mm-hmm. there was nobody sitting around going hey jane when you get to the forest you know you pit, gotta do this this pit, watch like out this you yeah know what i mean yeah yeah like watch <laughs> out for this yeah exactly yeah wow that's like a whole trial and error yeah we we've all navigated you know the unknown in our own way like it doesn't just start at college right yeah. and i think part of it is having faith in your inner light and your inner compass of, hey, I might not know what I'm doing, but I keep putting one foot in front of the other and I know what feels good when I do it and I know it doesn't feel good. Yes. I, my mom and I were just recently talking about this, but I just have this weird and unexplainable faith in myself that no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay in the end. (laughs) And I think that's something that is definitely helping me out through all of this time of uncertainty that I'm kind of going through right now is just knowing that it's going to be okay in the end, no matter what I do. That's huge because then you become your own anchor, right? And then exploring from that place um, becomes a lot more fun, right? And the mindset that I would love to just, if I could encourage anybody listening to this and you is just, you know, be excited by it. It's really hard. I get it because it feels like you're in an ocean yeah. in the middle of the night, right? Yeah. And so your mind uh, uh, like immediately goes to like sharks are in shark infested waters, right? Yeah. <laughs> Rather than, oh my gosh, there are bioluminescence in the water and look at the beautiful stars. And when you have that, that inner anchor that you're describing, um, the world becomes like this big vast amazing place full of possibility yeah rather than this terrifying limiting place right of scarcity it's all about perspective yeah a lot of it is you know you got to put in the work you got to wake up you got to get your ass moving you know what i mean it's not gonna fall like you know at, at least in my experience and anybody that i've ever been around who's inspired me you know, that stuff is not going to come, fall out of the sky. You know, meditation is a helpful tool to get you in a place where you have that inner yeah. anchor, right? Yeah. But it's not, you know, at least my experience, again, is not that, you know, like I go into a meditative state and I've solved all of my life problems, you know? So I think it's really about developing tools, surrounding yourself like you're talking about with people that inspire you or going and finding people that you may not know that do that and yeah. just what is that like day yeah. to day you know what I mean yeah so with that being said when you were kind of going through this whole turmoil of figuring out what you wanted to do and getting into acupuncture working with animals and the environment 
what was there ever like one particular decision that stood out to you where you kind of veered off the path of normality a little bit and what was that decision and like what were the feelings because I there must have been like so much going on in that moment yeah I mean honestly probably the biggest one for me was when I quit Jane Goodall Institute you know I mean that was my dream job I couldn't believe that I got it coming out of college um I felt like all of the work that I had done had led up to that and when it wasn't what I thought it was and and I was trying to make that decision like oh is it just because you know is it just because I'm young and naive and oh I had this romanticized like vision of this and it's not adding up to that or is it truly like this does not align with who I am that inner compass right and for me it came down to um, I have all the respect in the world for the organization, but it wasn't something that I could put my name on. Um, and I was, I, I, when I walked away, I thought possibly that the things that I was experiencing were because it was such a large international organization that did so many different things. Yeah. And so I thought if I got involved in a smaller organization, you know, like that would be it. And that wasn't it. And so that was really the pinnacle of, I had always bartended and waited tables on the side because of nonprofit world. Yeah. You know, I was making like 27000 a year. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like it's, I already kind of had cobbled together things that m- were making my life work, right? And I guess the biggest untying or jumping off for me was leaving the professional nonprofit field. Um, and that was hugely because I was working with inner city kids and I had a very strong connection with them and there were things that I was not allowed to do in a professional role that in a personal role, I knew that I could offer them. Yeah. And that was important enough to take a leap of faith for me Mm -hmm. to say, I don't know where, where in the hell this is going to lead me, but I know that like I know where my heart is and I know where I want to put my energy and my time. So there were years that I was kind of doing things. I I was doing things that were not um, under the umbrella of a nonprofit or an organization or whatever, but that I knew I helped. Okay. But I knew served and that gave me a real sense of purpose. And while I was doing those, I was literally working in the service industry, picking up, I was landscaping, which was lovely. I got to be outside. I really enjoyed that. I didn't want to own my own landscaping company. I was clear about that, but it was a really nice way for me to make money and spend my time. Uh, Service industry was fantastic. I made a lot of connections. And when I decided, when I was trying to decide, okay, is this what I'm going to do? Am I just going to kind of work a bunch of random jobs and then my purpose is going to be fulfilled through volunteering and my own personal work? Or am I going to choose a career path that's more my purpose, right? Yeah. Uh, I really felt like I wanted to directly hands-on help whoever it was that I was working with. I didn't want to be behind a desk. I didn't want to be developing curriculum. I wanted to be hands-on in it. And so I started researching different things that I could do that were hands-on. 
And then I came down to a couple things. And acupuncture, I had never even had acupuncture. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I knew someone that used to work for my dad that had actually started going to an acupuncture school. And she reached out to me and invited me down for an observation. And they called it Bobservation because the one of the founders was named uh, Bob Duggan, amazing okay. guy. Um, I walked in there and it was a life-changing experience, which is one of those things where I was like, this is where I need to be right yeah. now. Like, this is in my life right now. This is where I need to be. And you were supposed to go through all of that to be there in that moment. Yeah. And yeah. it took me like a year to like get all my ducks in a row and take my prerequisites because it was a master's program. And I was, uh, luckily I had already, I already had my undergrad. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have to go and do that, but <laughs> I would have, you know, yeah. I was, I just knew that that's where I needed to be in that moment. Um, and it was the same, it was a similar experience of being around, being in a room of people that were really invested and passionate about what they were doing and really wanted to help other people. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I think I honestly can kind of relate to that in this moment. You got your um, master's in acupuncture through Maryland University of Integrative Health? Yes. It okay. used to be Thai Sophia Institute and then they became uh, Maryland University of Integrative Health. Yep. Okay. Because I'm actually, I've been looking at them because I wanted to get Ooh. my bachelor's in uh, wellness coaching. Yeah. And obviously they don't do bachelor's there anymore or not at least in the programs that they I'm interested don't. in. Yeah. So I think I'm, what I've kind of decided and put myself on the path of is just going, finishing out my uh, bachelor's degree at a normal university and then getting my master's because I've always had this sense that I was made to like get my master's or get like a higher level degree than just a bachelor's and like keep continue learning because it's one of my favorite things to do. And when my mom was like, you should look into the Maryland University of Integrative Health, I was like, no, that, that's stupid. I would never do that. And then I looked at it and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to do this right now. Yeah. I mean, when somebody told Ty Sophia to me, I was like, say what? God bless you. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I'm really excited to hear you say that. And I think um, beyond just encouraging you and saying, yes, go for it. I would say this, you know, it's like, you know how... High school is one of those things where, like, you have all these generalized subjects. Yeah. But you have more choice in terms of your electives than you did in middle school. Yeah. College, like, undergrad is, like, a stepping stone off of that. Like, even more, you know, um, control of some of your electives and what, you know, groups are available to join socially. Uh, and then master's is, like, you know, uh, just a whole nother level of that, of where you kind of just get to, like, focus in a little more and a little more and a little more on what really, you know, it, it is that you're passionate about and that you enjoy about learning. Yeah. So it only gets, like, more exciting as you go, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like another kind of, I don't want to say problem because that's, like, too negative, but I feel mm -hmm. like another place of turmoil that a lot of kids my age might be feeling is that we're so focused on the now and like mm. although it's hard for me to be present I want everything like now and I want it immediately I'm like I would just want to be successful now and I want to like find my purpose now when I know that like it's not meant to happen now and it's gonna happen <laughs> in the future but like it's just the now that I want so bad that it's like hard for me to be excited about the future if that makes sense and do you have any advice for for anyone who's just like but it's not happening right now so I'm like stressed out about it 
Yeah, I mean, I I can totally relate to that feeling. I mean, yeah. I, I'm I think I'm a pretty. Uh, I like things. I like to be a go-getter, right? And I want it. I want, I want to have that immediate gratification. And I think too, um, for you guys, you know, not to be weird and go off into like a total tangent about like electronics, but it's like, you guys have been brought up in, in an era that's so much about immediate gratification, right? Or like, um, even just, uh, satiation like you know what i mean i i remember driving long distances in the car growing up you know they're you're 20 21 i'm 19 19 (laughs) okay so you know like 25 years 26 years 27 years between us yeah (laughs) sorry about my math (laughs) um but you know i remember driving all over in a car and like nobody had tvs in the back of their seats or tablets or any kind of device and so staring out the window um being bored a lot of times like actually helped me think about things think about plans reflect on things in a in a slow manner really like taking the time to actually reflect and i think those those moments of time were built in for us to an extent that you guys have not necessarily had like the same thing and i don't mean to loop you into a group i just mean generally speaking right um, and I think, so if you take those two things, both personality wanting, you know, like go get her, I want it now. Like I want to do it now. Um, and, and really that comes from like, you know, being driven as an achiever. So there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Uh, but that combined with kind of growing up and having those things, uh, you know, news all of it is just kind of like this fire hose in you guys's face that i think you've been conditioned to a certain extent and i think that developing your own tools because the tools that work for ashlyn might not be the tools that work for tiffany right yeah. in finding time to slow it down to find time to reflect whether that's journaling or whether that is going to a sound bath whether that's meditating and meditating can be like washing dishes meditating can be going for a run yeah. you know what i mean it meditation does not have to be this like oh, it doesn't have to look a certain way thank and you I, for talking about that by <laughs> the way because so many people when you bring up the word meditating they probably just like roll their eyes and they're like that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard but like right when you practice it it's not like you understand it once you try it yeah and i think it's it's really um a word that is trying to point towards something that's very difficult difficult to describe yeah right it's about a mental state so whatever it is that allows you to get to that mental state for some people they really do a lot of dream work you know whatever it is um my advice for you would be if you can't like today be the wellness coach like in that practice you know or whatever it is you're looking at ultimately getting your master's degree in what is it that you can do today? Whether that's going out and volunteering or like looking at somebody nearby you or um, tutoring someone, you know, what what is it that's really like your inner passion that drives you down that path? And how could you go out there and do some of that today so that your purpose feels like it's being fulfilled? You know? Yeah, I love that. I... I'm personally kind of going through a 
a phase where I don't necessarily know exactly what my purpose is, but Mm kind of like you mentioned before, like I've been able to pick up bits and pieces of what I do enjoy. And I think that's so crucial because you can't just generalize everything. Like there's going to be a love and a hate relationship with almost everything that you have. So really being grateful for the loving parts of it. But, um, do you think that you have found your purpose? (laughs) Um, I don't think it has a final destination. You (laughs) said the exact same thing as my mom. Oh, really? Yeah. She said, she told me, she was like, your purpose isn't definite. Your purpose can always change no matter where you are in life. And I've, that's the first time anyone has ever told me that. And I was like, holy shit, I've been stressing for no reason. And it does change, Ashlyn, because I'd say for a while, my purpose was very much, you know, about what I did out in the world if that makes sense. Um, And, you know, whether you talk about it in terms of like immediately wanting to be there or wanting kind of acknowledgement for the work that you're doing, you know, however that shows up for you is kind of like what's missing a little bit where you are now. I would just say, yeah, what is your purpose right now? Because 11 years ago when I started this space that we're sitting in right now, um, I didn't know what it would look like. And this thing has morphed and evolved and it's had to, to keep the doors open yeah. probably a minimum of 10, eight times since I opened the doors 11 years ago. I would have never been able to foresee that. And a lot of that is because my purpose or my intention with the space has actually changed as I've been in it. Wow. Right. Yeah. And I, I feel like if you wall yourself in with like, this is my single thing. And there are people that are out there that like truly like they're just single focusers and they're driven by one thing. And I think that that's absolutely amazing. I'm jealous. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I think most of the time we all have these passions in our life, whether it's a sport that we played when we were younger that we're passionate about. Right. Uh, Whether it's um, politics or a movement or Uh, belief or a religion or you know something that you do with your friends regularly you know we all have these things that are additional passions for us and if you find yourself void of that it's time to start exploring the world right but I will tell you that there's always something that you're passionate about like that is around you that you can touch that you can engage in that you can be a part of if you choose to do it right and if you choose to isolate and and kind of let the world terrify you into a limited, isolated place, like there's, there's little that's going to come along that's going to shake you. Mm-hmm. So I think the key is really to go out there, engage the things, like even if it has nothing to do with some career path that you're on or has something that's totally irrelevant to your group of friends' interests, Whatever it is, like a hiking group, a, you know, going to walk dogs at the kennel because you just, you know, you want to be a veterinarian one day or you like you hate you hate the fact that uh, there are so many dogs at the kennel, you know, whatever it is. I think that there's always a place to go and find your purpose. And that purpose, again, in that moment is a candle that lights the path long term. Right. Like it's going to lead you there, even if you get to a place where it feels like you just stepped on a grenade and you have no idea where the path is and there are no, you know, trailblazes to, to look for, to light the way for you. 
yeah, it comes back to that inner compass. And as long as you honor that and engage things that light that up and keep that spark alive inside of yourself, like you will end up wherever it is that you're supposed to be. And that'll be exactly where you're supposed to be in that moment. Right. Yeah. And so I know within your career, you definitely have like the wins, the moments where you're probably just standing there and you're like, I did it. Or or the moments where you're like, this is what I was meant to do. Can you like explain a particular moment like that? You know, really just being comfortable with who I am. Not uh, when I opened this space, I definitely was looking at what other people were doing. And there was a lot of comparison because I didn't know what I was doing completely. And a lot of people are like, I have these five-year business plans, like talking about conventional. I did not. I did not have a five-year business plan. Um, but I think that almost like gave me flexibility, right? Like to just let it evolve a little bit. And there have been times when I'm like, oh shit, like this is not what I want. Uh, and then there have been times where when COVID hit, the former me would have totally freaked out, you know, like how, how are we going to keep the doors open? What's going on? Um, I think one of my greatest moments so far has been realizing how flexible I am and the fact that if I stay calm, I can navigate just about anything, right? Like even death, I can even choose not necessarily how I die, but uh, how I respond to that. And so my greatest moment uh, in business has been arriving to a place that I try to calm my patients to in the treatment room, which is allowing myself to be an observer of my own life and to choose my responses to things, uh, both personally and in a business world, uh, rather than reacting. And uh, that I feel like has allowed all of the things that have happened here, um, you know, it's hard. I'm not somebody to like be like award award, but there have been things that have been very humbling that have been awarded to us by the local community uh and truly the most meaningful thing to me is just the engagement and connections that i've created in the time that i've been here so when i look around and you say like what's your biggest aha like holy shit i did that moment it's when i look around and i realize what a beautiful community that i'm a part of and that i have somehow you know threaded the needle of myself into that fabric yeah and how many people's lives you've changed and how many people's lives you're a part of as well right it's it's just awesome to be able to um be inspired by other people and then be able to also be one of the people to to try to lift other people up you know i think that's an important part of your practice as well is that people think that you're the one helping them and that you're the one inspiring them and like changing their lives, but they're also doing it in return and they don't even realize it. Yeah. And I literally, uh, not to be too out there about it or spiritual, but it is really something, uh, I feel grateful to have the knowledge and the rest really just like moves me. You know, I remember the founders of our school again, Bob, uh, Duggan and Diane Connolly, 
telling us like it's not mine like take it and give it away and that's how I feel in the treatment room like this this thing that I've created somehow that I stumbled literally like that's what I say have faith because I didn't this wasn't some crystal clear vision yes I had pieces of it right but I formulated it as I go and it'll change as I get older God willing the creek don't rise right so um but they used to say it's not ours give it away and I feel very much that way like it's not about me, Tiffany, the acupuncturist, changing somebody's life. It's about somebody coming in and utilizing the tool of Eastern medicine to help them anchor so that they can go out, right, and explore life and create a big enough world for us all to live in, right? Because that's really what I feel like we're all tasked with Yeah, is how can we move through the world in a way that's like what's the world that we all want to co-create right so for me this allows me a little bit of a way to offer that into the universe to say like hey i know there's a lot of shit going on and we've all been through covid and oh my god nobody's really talking about how fucking crazy that was for all of us really though yeah and everybody's little, you know, dinosaur amygdala part of their brain has been incredibly overstimulated. And that's also informing a lot of behavior. And so how cool is it that I get to come in and offer somebody a needle that calms down that part of their brain and allows them to go out in the world and maybe be a little bit more balanced when they come into contact with other people, yeah. right? Like, let's just all smile a little bit more and be a little bit more gentle and kind with one another, right? Yeah, we've all fought a million battles to get here. We've all overcome not knowing what the fuck we're doing. Yeah, really right, though. Right? Yeah. And here we are. And that's absolutely amazing. So the fact that you're here, you're doing this podcast, we've got these microphones, all of this, like, I don't know how you did that. That's really amazing, Ashlyn. Thank you. It's um, it's not as glamorous as it sounds. I can <laughs> I can admit that. But you know, I just figured that if it's something I'm struggling with, there are probably a hundred other people doing the same thing because I know I'm not alone in this. Who are also feeling all the feelings that I'm feeling right now. And if I can just give them a sense of ease that I wish I had at the moment, then hey, it's doing something. You know. Yeah, exactly. And whether it was like the first time you went to middle school, didn't know how to do that, right? First time you went to high school, didn't know how to do that or summer camp, whatever it was, you know, you're, you know, it, it's one of those things. Like I remember going into motherhood and being like, oh my God, like, I don't know anybody else, like anybody else that has kids around me. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm supposed to know what I'm doing. Like we are all beginners, right? There's no way to, to be like the master of all of it. So pick the things that are important to you. Put your energy into those. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing because truly, like, that's their shit to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone likes to make their life look way more glamorous than it is as well. It's not what's happening on Facebook. Yeah. And I wish, like, as great of a tool as I know that can be, I also just say, like, damn, tune out of that. Like, it is... It is it is such a vehicle for that conversation of comparing yourself to what other people are doing, and it doesn't serve anybody, you know, other than if you're being inspired by somebody, follow them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Other yeah. than that, like, yeah. yeah. Your eyebrows look great. The makeup's fantastic. You know, yeah. <laughs> whatever it is that you think somebody else has got, don't worry about it. Like, 
Yeah. Like I know I've had some people reach out to me and they're like, it's so cool that you're doing this podcast. Like, that's awesome. Like I'm starting to do something like this as well. And I'm really glad that I'm inspiring people. Um, but definitely the reaction that I get from people, I'm like, guys, it's not as just awesome as just sitting down with really cool people <laughs> and getting to like have the best vibes during a conversation. It's a lot more of just like stressing of like planning every episode, planning the questions, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. um, I think that's just one of the cons that social media has brought upon our yeah. lives, but I do like the, um, the, the perspective that you said to take on it is just like, don't compare yourself to people. And that's easier said than done. Obviously I can tell myself that all day, but am I still going to click on Instagram and wish that I looked like that person or wish that I was in Europe with like that person is of course I am, you know? Sure. Sure. And just being, it's okay. Like that's normal. Just being aware of that. Right. And being like, okay, I'm aware of the fact that right now, like, I'm I like to call it like I I have training to call it like small brain and large brain right? mm -hmm. so small brain is that side of ourselves like when we start to hear the other people's voices you know what I mean coming in and large brain is like all right like <laughs> right I'm connected to who I am and I'm gonna go out in the world and I'm gonna do that you yeah. know like and I'm not gonna beat myself up along the way you know because the world is hard enough and when you start adding to that it really um, takes a toll. It sucks the life out of you. And it's so not fair to you. Like, you would never do that to somebody that you love or a friend of yours, you know? So, the, yeah, treat yourself the way that you treat your best friend. Yeah, <laughs> and take control of your life, too, you know? Like, the world can beat you up as many times as it wants, but if you take control of yourself and, like, just get back up and keep on riding, I mean, you're a champ in my eyes, at least. Yes, honor yourself, right? Just honor yourself honor yourself and when you when you fall on your face like don't beat yourself up for it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay that's honestly all the questions that I have if you guys could be in this room right now and feel all the high energy and vibes that I'm feeling right now it's amazing and I'm so happy that I met you Tiffany you Aww. are awesome and you just have the most insightful and best perspective on life and I actually would love to talk to you again at some point so um, anytime anytime <laughs> so thank you so much for joining me if you guys want to get any wellness done or specifically acupuncture by Tiffany um you can stop by Woodbury Wellness and this is in Roland Park correct we are actually in Hamden Woodbury area okay right but for the old uh older folks in Baltimore area TV Hill but this is uh this is Woodbury yeah yeah so come check her out she's an amazing person you'll definitely leave with a smile on your face um so, so nice to meet you thank you <laughs> so much nice for doing this this is well. really an, an important conversation and I'm glad that you're having it with I'm people. so thankful that I was able to have it with you <laughs> so, so cool yeah so um I will see you guys next week for another episode Episode. And I hope you all got something important, whether it be super big or super small. I hope it just was able to impact your life in some special way. So have a great day and even more. Have an amazing, fantastic, wonderful weekend. See you guys next week.